Okay. Oh, let's see if we can Puppies. remember how we do this. Puppies. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Hello, sisters, and welcome. Grab a drink in a familiar, cozy up by a bubbling cauldron, and join us for this meeting of the Sisters of the Night Caucus. Say hello, sisters. Hello, I am Katie. And I'm Angela. And I'm Jillian. And we're here uh, to do like a just a, a short episode this week because like shit's getting very real. We're like, it's like 28 days or something like that. Um, everybody's stressed out of their minds. Um, and it's just uh, like we're all uh, like, if you're not in a mood, I like, I'm not sure that we're friends. Um, <laughs> if so, you need to be yeah. reminded to call your therapist, we can be friends. If you don't have a therapist at this point in the cycle, we can't be friends. I need to, that reminds me, I do actually need to text my therapist and reschedule my appointment because I forgot, like I had bargaining on the wrong day. And when I scheduled therapy, it's like now in the middle of bargaining. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> I think, I think what Katie meant to say is this is a PSA. If you, if you need help, please. I believe you can also call 811, by the way, just in case. Get you a therapist. In extreme cases, yes. You know, you can also uh, reach out to an online therapy service. Mm -hmm. Are they ideal? Maybe not. Are they useful? Yes. Listen. You can go yeah. to therapy and drink shit show wine while you're at it. <laughs> a fine wine for the times. We don't specifically um, encourage drinking to solve your problems. But in it. the short term, we're not saying no to it. Um. So listen, it, it, in these last days... Wait, and Angela, by the way, is laughing at me because I just took a swig out of an actual bottle of bourbon that I just leave on my desk this time of year. Yeah, I mean, that's it's the that's real. That's real. But I also have therapy, so we're good. But yes, exactly. Um, So, like, listen, what what is keeping us alive right now? (laughs) Therapy. (laughs) Other than therapy. We're all we've all got therapy. What other than therapy is keeping us alive? I don't know. Let's just do rapid fire. Pets. Rapid fire. Pets. Oh, pets are good. Pets. Pets. Pets with the pets. Pets with the pets. I just oh yeah, I just hug my dog until he wants to leave me. I don't I don't want to admit this, but I think I have a little little touch of the long COVID. Uh oh. Um, not like the bad. But just sure, the, sure, sure. gonna take a while to be a hundred percent, right? Long COVID yeah, light. five, six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Long COVID light. Yeah. Long COVID light. Yeah. Um so I admit I, I did some canvassing, I did some political stuff, but I had a three-day weekend um for Indigenous Peoples Day, not Colonizer Day. And mm-hmm. um I I there's these things called books, Ooh. and I have a lot Ooh. of them. Wild. And I picked some of them up and like read them. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's like yeah, I got put in my. I went outdoors Ooh. for a hike, and it felt at this time of the year, in the time <laughs> of no downtime, it yeah. felt like a 
a very scandalous thing to do. And it was delightful. Uh, and I laid on the ground. You touched the grass. I see. I touched <laughs> grass. <laughs> Just straight up a meme. Um, what do I have? What do I have? Um uh well here are a couple things um and this this is a a shout out to my spouse um so it's been super stressful obviously um we have the election that's all of our stress um i'm also bargaining uh at upmc altoona and that's hell um but last week oh i'm so sorry i'm yawning last week um i bargained on thursday and i came home and all of my laundry was done and folded. Like, like elves had done it, but it wasn't elves. It was my spouse. Um, Such a good, good Agnet, good Agnet. I, shout yeah. out to good Agnet. Shout out to good Agnet. I didn't ask for it. It just like I walked in my room and I was like, wait, my laundry basket isn't overflowing with clothing. What's going on? Um, and then like just I got a yeah. weird what's in my cauldron flex. Yeah. It's like weird advice. It's really working for me in that. So normally during the 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 cycle, by this point. Um, I am drowning in clutter and disaster surrounding me mm. and, and I have made it a point, no matter how, um, tired I am or what is happening, I have made it a point to set aside time to clean and declutter and the difference this has made in my mental health, this cycle, cannot be overstated. Like, I am able, I I feel, I feel like reasons to despair, high. But my environment is much calmer and orderly. And yes. so this has really, really helped me. And it only takes me like, now keep in mind, I want to say this, um, be, I do not have other humans in my house. Um, so it only takes me like 20 minutes to a half hour a day to like achieve this task of orderliness. Um, but just doing that has really kept me so much more um, centered uh, because when I start to feel like things are, are out of control, that like kind of makes me mentally spiral. Yeah. And like, is it because I get sometimes like I'll look around in my physical space as like a, a reflection of my mental space. Um, and if I clean my physical space, it starts to clear some of the bullshit. Yeah. Um, it's been and, really helpful. Yeah. It's been really helpful. And I wish that I had realized that prior because, you know, you always want to prioritize that extra like half hour of sleep. Yeah. You're like F those dishes. <laughs> but in the long run, that does not help. No. Yeah. That's. Uh... Oh, 
I I have another cauldron thing that I can't believe I thought of because I was thinking oh. like tangible because we kicked it off with pets. Yeah, yeah. But tonight I went to the second annual Penns Valley Diversity Club National Coming Out Day event whoa, 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 whoa. out here in rural PA. Woo. And we had another amazing crowd and great organizations and people from everywhere and it was lovely and a shout out to everyone who came out and i just want to tell folks that our diversity club and i had the numbers wrong they're actually more before we did this event last year there were about eight kids in the diversity club and they saw so much support and care in the community that after Mm -hmm. last year's event the diversity club grew to about 40 kids that's so nice which is like I mean, Beautiful. that's like a third of a graduating class from this high school, right? You know, <laughs> I so love just it. No, and I the love... families and residents who came out, like it just, yeah. And let's be real; coffee. it is so. It's always important, but it's more important now than ever because um, our trans brothers and sisters and all the beautiful babies are are literally being used as such a political pawn this cycle and i i cannot imagine the mental toll that that would take to be exposed to that so and guess what last year we had people with like giant crosses who were trying to pray over us and there were like a good 20 (laughs) to 30 protesters there wasn't a single protester this year Uh... you lost you lost, bitches. Fuck it! Love it. I love that. Um, that's beautiful. How does it feel to lose? <laughs> it's, not, it's not even that. It's just like uh, we prove to you this is a loving community beyond what you think it is. So thanks for not protesting us, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But also that's, but that's a win. No, but that's a win. <laughs> Let's celebrate wins where we yes. can get them. It is love a it. win. It is a win it's... for love and for civility and for human beings being respected. Yeah. Amen. Those kids are awesome. They are. They are. Um so we have things in our cauldron, which is that's good. Yeah, because it's it's like it, you know. I'm going to say, I think it's been this cauldron segment is an improvement over the last time we did it, in which I was like, all I have in my cauldron is anxiety and existential A pit of despair. I can't (laughs) sleep, and all I do is have nightmares. Um, um yeah no we're it's better it's better um we, we still we still have the anxiety um but it's it's better um so for our for our shortened episode uh katie has brought to us the subject of organizing what is it what's organizing what's campaign work why is it different Hey, guess what? They're not the same fucking thing. No, I, I love this topic. I love um, this topic. Yeah, you All know right. what? And I, yeah, go ahead. So I'm going to give a shout out to a friend of ours who had a great little Twitter fight with a lot of people. And wow, did a lot of people really take that shit the wrong way? They, he, yeah, Ooh. they did. And like, boy, um, I mean, all, all credit to uh, my other podcast co-host. <laughs> 
But, but, but the premise is campaign work, being a field organizer for mm-hmm. a political campaign yeah. is not the same as organizing. No. Um, and I just, so like, here is how I view it. Um, and this is kind of how I laid it out because I was questioned, um, by one of our beautiful, glorious listeners who I love, um, and who should know that I, I love her so much and I'm not mad, um, because I have a gruff tone and here is how, like, my framing was this, like, I did say, um, that Connor was not wrong, um, and I needed to add for anybody that was about to argue with me that I am both a Democratic county chair and a union organizer. And the reason that I added that is because people, many people just don't look at bios these days. Look at a fucking bio. That's all I'm saying. Um, So people will argue with you and like not check out who you are first. And, you know, I think we've talked in the past about how that backfires on some people. Um, (laughs) But I just wanted to get that out there first and foremost, so that if we're going to have the conversation, we have the conversation, but like, know that I'm not fucking around and I know what I'm talking about. Um, And so this is the thing. For those of us in union organizing, um, and and I expect also for people in community organizing, right? If you're organizing with an organization that is an ongoing thing, yes, there are campaigns that you can win. They're like sort of sectioned out situations. But ultimately, you are working to empower people to be able to face systems of oppression. Different, many different systems of oppression. Um, And if you're doing your job right as an organizer, it should get easier and easier because you should have to do less and less work because you should be empowering people to do the work themselves ding 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 and and that's not a campaign i'm gonna i'm gonna sit back here until it's my turn because i got things to say (laughs) well and here's the thing yeah it's 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 and like thanks for bringing up community organizing like they're a very clear like you know you're in the middle of bargaining but like bargaining you're in a bargaining campaign when we do organizing with my advocacy organization we do an x issue campaign to mobilize our members around we also we also this is like my do we do political work and we are mobilizing our volunteers and members to also help on political work. We are the political voice for the environment in the state. However, like what our field team does is honest to God organizing and oh, oh wait, you said the word disadvantaged communities, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. How about like letting them lead the fucking meetings? Yeah. So, so campaigns are a tool, right? A campaign is a toolbox, you, you know, in which you put all your tools 
to achieve an outcome. And if you're an organizer, you can organize the people that you're already empowering on a campaign. But this is not... So if the beginning and the end of your concern with the people in which you are engaging ends with the election, you are not organizing, period. And I have a, I have a big caveat for this because it's like one of, I, I, I'm going to throw this out there and perhaps, um, no, I'm just going to do it. So one of the biggest disappointments I've ever seen in my life was, and also the most rewarding experience. So this is like kind of crazy, but like, so the Obama campaign, because Obama came up as a community organ organizer and that, mm -hmm. uh, I felt mm -hmm. that the Obama campaign was the most organizing based presidential campaign Yes. Um, that I have ever witnessed in my lifetime. And prob I hope to God I will see another like that. But yeah. the, the only reason, well, so I say that because to move back to what Jillian said, and this is super important, super important. Organizing doesn't gatekeep. Organizing builds more organizers, okay? So like if you are not taking key individuals, identifying them and helping them build power and helping them build this skill set in their own toolbox, then you're not organizing at all. Like you can't even, like, I feel like that is the base building block for like, yeah. if you can even consider the work you're doing to be organizing. The Obama campaign was so powerful and successful because it was based around that concept lateral and, engagement yes and yeah. and so so that was a beautiful thing and I, I think that that's why you will find that you will find that a lot of people that you respect in the in the world of politics um and, and organizing ha cut their teeth you know yeah on on the Obama campaign or at least were a part of it now the big caveat with my disappointment is that the other hallmark of organizing is that the power that you're building and the data that you're building and everything that you're building after the campaign is over should stay within that community to continue building power. And that is where the Obama campaign failed on its promise. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I do think that, though, these are like the that's where the DNC failed. Yes, it. And I mean, well, but that that Kusi is Kusa. exactly Kusi the issue, Kusa, you know, right. But that's exactly the issue with campaigns mm -hmm. is that ultimately they have an end. And at the end, the data, it belongs to the DNC. It belongs to the state party. Um. And so this is why, you know, at the state level, at the at the national level, at the state level, at the county level, those are the organizations that should be organizing. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I would like to point out because listen, I know lots of campaign staff that listen to this pod. I know lots of people that listen to this pod that have friends that are campaign staff. This is not to say that campaign staff isn't important. That would be crazy. Campaign staff are the fucking bedrock. Listen, I agree. Angela's literally campaign staff right now. I literally, as as someone who has, has an entire career as both an organizer and a field director, mm-hmm. feel I feel very, very comfortable making these distinctions and i don't that once again none of this is denigrating anyone's work or my own no and here's Except, katie <laughs> here's then where that weird gray middle area comes in yes. of the county party ah oh, the county and I've seen this from when I did all all the party stuff several years ago. And I've seen all 67 counties in this state in various states of their own. And I think some keywords were said. You don't gatekeep. If somebody wants to get involved, get involved. If they don't want to do a normal thing, let them not do the normal fucking thing. There is an element of community organizing that belongs in electoral organizing because those two put together is political organizing, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and I mean, definitions, whatever, but I think you guys get the direction I'm going with this is like, you have to balance those with a county party but we're going to be sitting here for three four months and these county parties are going to have their regular volunteers sitting around with their thumb up their ass so what do you do with them in the meantime ask them for money or some shit figure it out training for me i'm not no i got things to say go ahead i that have to do with the gray area. And that is this. For a lot of us, we have kind of geographic areas that are trade and stock, you know, Um, especially, um, you know, if you've worked uh, a region multiple times as a field director or, you know, in various leadership roles, whatever. I would say that there's a lot of, the where the gray area and overlap exists is i would say if you're in party leadership please listen to the feedback on individuals that you're being given from the people doing the work on the ground and yeah. if you're one of the people doing the work your job is to have those eagle eyes okay your job i i and i feel this way 100% from organizer to to field director, you have the ability to see the emerging leaders as they're gaining their feet and to really, really, really um, impact that and give people kind of, give them the training wheels and the wings. And so I would say that synergy between like, party leadership and 
the staff on the ground saying like, like, hey, I'm really seeing so much in this person. You know, like this is. Yeah. And, and that communication and trust and like working together, if we could manage to to all do that statewide, our bench building would improve dramatically. And let me give you an excellent example of that. In 2018, I was running Brent Ottaway's congressional campaign. And before we got to petitions. I love you. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Um, before we got to petitions, there was um, a candidate forum held by Indivisible. And uh, at that forum, I met someone and that person said to me, I really want to help how can I help with Brent's campaign? And I said, well, I really need help with petitions. And that person is Carol Taylor, who is currently running for state Senate. So what I'm saying it's, and it's not every volunteer, right? It's not every volunteer. Volunteers are like, most of them are going to come, they're going to go. And that's cool. That's fine. Um, but you have to be aware of every single volunteer like they could be your next candidate. I was approached to run for a local office uh, because of um, my work on the Kerry campaign, mm -hmm. you know, Um we need to do more of that. We need to be looking and say, you know, like, hey, I watch the way you talk to people and there's a real mm -hmm. connection there. Or I watch the way you manage your time. And, you know, um, we, we need we need to be eagle eyed looking out there. These the midterms in the presidential years are where you find your candidates. It's where you yeah. build your bench for sure. And we need so much of that. And that is what, so like, there is an element of organizing in working with the campaign, but it is largely in making sure that you have your eyes open for those people and that you are connecting them with the long-term organization, mm -hmm. which in this, in this instance is a county party, to like make sure that they can go to the distance and like build the skills that they need to do, you know, whatever it is within them to do. And also like, I don't want to use vomitous terms like grassroots and grass tops because yeah. I hate them yeah. and they make me want to die. Yeah. Um, but like, dude, dudes, <clears throat> dudettes, whatever, build those relationships during campaign years yeah. build them on your local years that that is power building yeah so there are ways that all these things can happen at the same time but like literally and I'll, I'll be the one to say it like i'll be the bad guy like what we do in coordinated is not organizing that's not organizing it's a volunteer recruitment that's yeah. it that is literally it yeah. What I will say to also bring up some of the 
reactions to our dear friend's tweet. <laughs> I didn't read is, them, so I feel like don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. But here's the thing is then there were people who were butthurt because after elections, there were candidates who went off to go do X, Y, Z. That's not the fucking point of what the tweet said. The yeah. point of the tweet was organizing and campaigning, like political campaign work, two different things. Okay. It doesn't matter if a, if, a, if a campaign decides, like, I've got all these fucking energized people and they want to do something afterwards. Cool good on yeah. them maybe they turn that into organizing for future years but jesus yeah. fucking christ as jillian said earlier if it starts and ends with a candidate that you're trying to elect with to office that's volunteer recruitment yeah and i have like a i don't i don't know i mean so i've done not trashing volunteer recruitment is not easy again it is not hard. that's incredibly important and it's not easy everybody's jobs are part of the ecosystem and very important yeah but like when i did organizing outside of the country that was extraordinarily non-political but rather issue-based Though I would like to circle back around and say, all power building is political. Uh, all of it's political. All power building is political. Always. Um, but it was not based in the U.S. political system. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of value. And I'll say this because we I know we have a lot of young, younger uh, politicos who work, I mean, who listen. Uh, there's a lot of value in switching it up a little and maybe doing a pure organizing job. Um, I feel like you, I feel like you get it. I feel like there's a lot of value and Jillian back me up on this because I feel like you'll agree. There's a lot of value in, in seeing things from both sides and seeing the full scope of because having that toolbox on both sides is like a superpower. Mm -hmm. Yep. But man, when you try to organize sometimes in that political realm and bring people in, whoo, there's some gatekeepers. Yes. Well, that is the thing. Ain't, ain't that the truth? And Oof. gatekeeping is... Um, is the death of organizing yep and gatekeeping I, i'm just gonna say it point plain gatekeeping is also uh the death of political growth and yep. um, if you want to see a, a i would say that if i had to say what i would consider to be the the worst thing about two-party politics um it would be that people feel a disconnect because of the staleness i mean that's what we mm -hmm. hear i hear yeah. this nonsense. same shit different day yeah yeah and yeah. the anecdote to that is to um 
allow fresh voices into yeah. the party, you know, and and give them an opportunity, you know, to be heard. And I I really, really, really think that that's a message that a lot of county parties really need to hear. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I really do. And it's a gentle criticism. It's a criticism with love, but basically you're, you're based, you're killing yourself. You're killing you yourself. You're killing your, your organization by Literally. not. And allowing... your future candidates and your future yes. candidates. And oh, right. well, if we're going to follow blocking this... future candidates from happening. And if you were going to follow this the whole way through, you're basically effing yeah. us all because yes. we're all in this together. Yes. Well, so, okay. We are, oh my God, Catherine, Jesus, I know you need to eat. I'm going to end it now. God, listen, who Katie knows? needs what, to eat dinner. What wonderful things we could have discussed. Um, it is 10 25. This is, we night. said it was going to be a short office. episode. It is. Uh, and so I will say this, listen, um, you know, we, I think we want to hear your, your opinions on organizing versus campaign work, et cetera. And I think it's something that people need to think about more often, um, and more deeply about. <laughs> listen, 30 second PSA before Katie literally dies. I need to tell you all that but you need fake dicks. No, ah, she did it. No, she did it. She's hungry, but not so hungry. She didn't remember fake dicks. Oh my god, the indignity of it all. No, no. What I have to tell you all is that Mehmet Oz is a literal effing ghoul. Okay, he's Absolute a ghoul. ghoul. He's a ghoul, and and everyone should sit for a minute with the fact that this man tortured puppies and literally stood was staged okay in front of hitler's mother loving limousine with his swastika on it okay literally he's a literal puppy killing snake oil salesman who who literally in staging showed up to an event Walked out and was like, "Oh, Hitler's limousine, cool. Let's no do problems this here. Let's do this shit. Nothing and, wrong with these optics, baby." And do you both agree that ten years ago this would have been the end of someone's political career? Yes. Thank you. It's, but this is like the second tier story because of Herschel Walker's abortion scandal. Abortion versus Hitler's limousine. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you people? Listen to me. Listen to me, Linda. <laughs> Linda, listen to me, Linda. I feel like I'm taking crazy pals like Zoolan- like like Mugato and Zoolander. You need yeah. to care about this. You need to literally shake people and say, this man stood in front of Hitler's limo with a swastika on it. And you need to say it over and over and over again because we can't allow this to be normalized. No, no. 
Uh, with that, I'm done. I'm done. With that, with that, we're done. Listen, um, if you want to have these absolutely unhinged conversations with us in real time, uh, you can join our Patreon uh, for a mere $5 a month. Uh, you can support our content creation, join our private Discord, and have these fun conversations, but also many very serious ones. Um, and you know, share information, um, get opinions on what what's going on with elections. We have a growing community that is the most fun. Um, and and there's a whole discord channel about our adorable familiars, uh, which I say because um, Angela is showing us a fluffy kitty belly right now um marshmallow oh her marshmallow um so come join us on patreon it's uh patreon.com slash the night caucus uh you know sign up sign up for a fucking canvassing shift sign up for a canvassing shift go to mobilize.us slash pa dems find your canvassing shift and get on it get on that shit so with that, I will say thank you to Katie and Angela. Thank you to our mysterious and delightful producer, Dr. Ack. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Caucus. Subscribe and rate us on Apple Pods, Spotify, or you know, wherever you listen to your pods. And again, come join our Patreon community. It's the final countdown. <laughs> 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 <laughs>